Good morning. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines. The Florida Automated Vehicle Summit took place in downtown Tampa last week. WMNF's Chris Young reports that the conference is a look ahead to the future of transportation. The conference highlights how Florida can implement automated and electric vehicles. Vendors from across the nation came together to showcase their transportation technology. Dave Miller represents Unix Traffic, a mobility company. It's focused on Vision Zero, which is a strategy to bring roadway fatalities and injuries to zero. Tampa released an action plan for Vision Zero in 2021. What we're doing is we have a camera up here that's um, looking for moving objects within its field of view. So it's classifying those as whether it's a car, a pedestrian, a cyclist, and we're feeding those locations and their uh, path projections to the car. Republican state legislator Fiona McFarland was recognized at the summit. She's the chair of the Transportation and Modal Subcommittee in the House of Representatives. She sees a bright future for automated vehicles of all kinds. What I'm most excited about, uh, and Jeff will be right there with the Florida Policy Foundation, is to go up. Uh, There's been tremendous conversations about advanced air mobility, and I think that's the next frontier for us here in Florida. Jeff Brandis, former state senator and head of the Florida Policy Project, presented the award to McFarland. You can view photos from the summit on WMNF.org. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young in Tampa. The Florida Supreme Court heard oral arguments Friday in a case that will likely determine the future of access to abortion. WMNF's Mitch Perry reports from Tallahassee. The issue before the high court is whether the current 15-week ban on nearly all abortions in Florida violates the state's constitutional right to privacy. The case was filed by Planned Parenthood after the law went into effect last summer, which was shortly before the U.S. Supreme Court overturned nearly 50 years of precedent and removed a federal right to an abortion. In the past legislative session, the Florida GOP-controlled legislature and Governor Ron DeSantis went further, passing a six-week abortion ban. If the Supreme Court tosses out the legal challenge by Planned Parenthood and upholds a 15-week ban, 30 days later, the six-week ban will go into effect. Florida Democratic Senate Minority Leader Lauren Book said today that while she doesn't believe that the Florida Supreme Court will overturn the law, she has great hopes for a proposed constitutional amendment in 2024 that would make abortion legal up until viability considered around 24 weeks. That proposal already has enough signatures to qualify for a ballot language review by the Supreme Court. And Book says it already has 700,000 signatures. It needs to get around 900,000 valid signatures by next February to qualify for the 2024 ballot. For WMNF in Tallahassee, I'm Mitch Perry. Americans are looking back on the horror and legacy of 9-11. People are gathering today at memorials, firehouses, city halls, campuses, and elsewhere to observe the 22nd anniversary of the deadliest terror attack on U.S. soil. Today also marks the 50th anniversary of a dark day in Latin American history, the military coup that started the brutal 17-year-long U.S.-backed Pinochet dictatorship in Chile. WLRN's Tim Paget spoke with a South Florida lawyer who was there that day. We stood on our balcony and watched the jets bomb the Moneda, the presidential palace. George Platt is a lawyer in Fort Lauderdale and a former Broward County commissioner. On September 11, 1973, Platt was teaching law in Santiago, Chile, when the military overthrew left-wing President Salvador Allende. The coup installed right-wing Army General Augusto Pinochet as dictator. Pinochet would rule until 1990. More than 3,000 Chileans were murdered or disappeared under his regime. Platt says the killing of civilians started that very day. They 
didn't ask questions. They just shot a lot of people. The bodies were found with their hands tied behind their backs and some of them blindfolded and they would just sort of stack them like firewood. The coup influenced the rise of other dictatorships in South and Central America and severely set back democracy in the region. One of the things that really changed my life was watching democracy, the liberties that we take for granted, disappear overnight. Chile has been a democracy since Pinochet left power. I'm Tim Paget in Miami. The motivations of a shooter who recently targeted and killed black people in Jacksonville, Florida, have revived concerns about the threat of hate violence and domestic terrorism. Experts say most hate crimes victims in the U.S. are black. That has been the case every year since hate crime tracking began. Families in Jacksonville on Friday began eulogizing loved ones fatally shot at a neighborhood Dollar General store two weeks ago. Anti-hate advocates nationwide are calling for better measures to counter the long-standing epidemic of hate violence against black Americans. According to Yahoo News, the Florida Board of Governors approved Governor Ron DeSantis' promise to undercut tenure, which he claims gives lifetime appointments to teachers who are, quote, indoctrinating students. The final decision codifies the state's new law, Senate Bill 266, which was signed in May. It requires tenured faculty members in Florida's public universities to go through post-tenure review every five years. The law also gives university presidents the final authority in hiring. Before the approval, the United Faculty of Florida published the results of a faculty survey that shows faculty are refusing to come to Florida. You know, UFF President Andrew Gothard wrote, quote, Key findings from the survey indicate that more than 65% of respondents would not recommend their state as a desirable place to work for colleagues, while just over 30% are actively considering interviewing elsewhere in the coming year. A state legislative committee has freed up $335,000 for a Florida National Guard program that targets illegal drugs. Margie Menzel has details. The counter-drug program facility at Camp Blandings received more than $2 million in the state budget for the current fiscal year. The approval Friday of the additional money by the Joint Legislative Budget Commission will bring the total to $2.5 million. The commission also authorized nearly $6 million from a federal grant for the Department of Children and Families to build out the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. That includes funding for a statewide marketing campaign and 13 crisis centers. For WFSU News, I'm Margie Menzel. For the weather, it's mild and sunny in the Tampa Bay area. Highs today in the mid-90s, overnight lows in the mid-70s. Possible thunderstorms this afternoon and tomorrow, sunny weather on Wednesday. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines on 88.5 FM and the WMNF app. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa.